and welcome to episode number 40 of the Classical Guitar Composers Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris Hales. Very glad to be joining you today with another episode of the only show that features your original classical guitar compositions. If this is your first time joining me, this show is simply a show where we play your original pieces. All you have to do is send them to me in an email. It's chris at classicalguitarcomposers.com. Send me an mp3. I'll put it on the show, as long as it's a classical guitar piece. So I have a nice little show for you today. I gotta start by talking about the thing that is going on in my life, because my composition has come to a screeching halt. I was working on a a new Sonata, I was really excited about it, and still am, will continue, but at the moment, it's been brought to a screeching halt. My practice routine has been brought to a screeching halt. My daily routine, just my life, uh, general, everything I'm working on has been brought to a screeching halt. The work I'm doing on my boat, Little Jenny, has been brought to a screeching halt. Or more, uh, has been delayed, I should say. I hadn't really quite dove into that yet this year, but had some modifications to make on my boat. All these things, because see, I am a very routine person. I, I have... I kind of do the same thing every day. You know, I, I have my practice time. I have just, there's times a day where, that I use to, to get things done. And those have now been filled up with the puppy. So I don't remember if I had the dog last episode or was just about to get the dog. Uh, let's see. No, I think I wouldn't have had him yet. So we, we got a Corgi and man, he's cute. And that's my life now. <laughs> now, I'm not a... I'm certainly no novice with, with dogs. I've had many dogs in my lifetime. I've had many puppies. However, the last few dogs have been... You know, we, we got some adult dogs from the pound. But um, we, we were in a situation where we were able to get a corgi puppy. And... Well, I just couldn't pass that up. I mean, who would? Now, I, I, I personally, my favorite dog is the Blue Healer, or the Australian Cattle Dog is its correct title. But, uh, you know, the Blue Healers, Red Healers. Last puppy I had was a Blue Healer. Uh, I got him when I was 17. I bought him from a friend's older brother, and he was my dog. He wasn't like the family dog, you know, it was, this was... Uh, the dog I bought as I stepped into adulthood and I had an amazingly I, I just had a great relationship with this dog you know because he was he was mine and of course I was a young single guy you know in my late teens I had a lot of free time you know my life was basically go to work go fishing with the dog uh, I was always up in the, always up the canyon, always up in the mountains with my dog, or, you know, climbing up rivers, uh, you know, there, there's a local river near where I lived at the time, and we would just run up there all the time, and we'd I'd just walk up this river. So that, that dog had a great life for a dog, you know, and, uh, he was really smart, and I just, you know, I love Blue Healers, man. 
I never even uh, was aware that corgis were a thing until I don't know. I mean, it feels like it was more recent. Like I don't I don't remember seeing corgis when I was younger, or being aware of them. It's probably well. A few years ago, I started watching the <laughs> dog show every year with my family. Like my my daughter just loves dogs, and so. We just kind of ended up watching like the the dog show that's on on Thanksgiving every year, and, it, and uh, for one thing I noticed is I absolutely have a fondness for the dogs in the herding category for the most part. For the most part, that's where any dog that I'm going to want to own is going to be in that herding category. That's where you're going to find your healer and also the corgi. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not necessarily like a breed snob. I, I've i had many mutts, I like the mutts, but uh, the time was right to get a, a puppy. We were able to get this one, and man, is he a handful. So when I was 17 and single and didn't really have a lot of responsibility in life, <laughs> and didn't mind the... Um, making the social, what would you call it, like faux pas of just taking my dog everywhere I went, <laughs> like, you know, I, I took that, that dog went everywhere with me pretty much, you know, now I'm a little more, um, I'm not a take my dog to the store guy, you know, <laughs> a lot of people do that, but, uh, so, all the time that would normally be spent on guitar right now is being spent with a puppy and it's a good thing because puppies need a lot you know they need a lot of work a lot of attention and uh you know so i'm getting up early every day before work and working with this dog now as he gets older and and gets a little less needs a little less maintenance you know dogs still need all that time spent with them they, they still need work to do and stuff so and especially uh dogs like these herding dogs uh they've got a lot of energy and they need something to do so that won't change but i might be able to get my life adjusted to where guitar can still have the morning i don't know we'll, we'll figure it out but right now right now it's all dog uh, i'm hoping that the when the summer clears up you know, I might do some after work guitar practice. I, I, I prefer early morning myself. I mean, who really wants to come home after a long day at work and practice? I know we might want to come home and play guitar. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about playing the guitar. I'm talking about like doing your scale routine and working sections of pieces. Like, you know, that, that to me is early morning work. So we'll figure it out. I did, however, I, I have been squeezing in some practices here and there, just just not at regular times, and that's the thing. It's just when I can, I do it, but I'm going to have to find a routine. But I did realize, because I, I did something that I used to do more and haven't done for a while, and that's just kind of review all the repertoire I've learned over the years. And I've decided that's got to be part of the practice, like, like there's got to be a, a repertoire day where it's just reviewing pieces, just going through pieces I've learned in the past and, and re reworking them, revisiting them. 
so that at any given time, if I'm called upon, as I am from time to time, to play it this or that, I have something to play besides, like, you know, the two pieces I'm currently working on. I don't want to show up at some whatever it is with nothing to play but the a rough take of the box chacon and you know via lobos etude number six <laughs> so anyway, i was going through them and uh one i've learned a lot of pieces over the years and i was like wow this is i've got to get these all into like one binder make copies and get these all into one place so that I don't have to, you know, if I were to play all these, you know, like, like I have all these books and it'll be like, I learned one or two pieces out of this book. And one, so when I used to go play at this restaurant all the time, I'd have this backpack full of like books and I would, you know, fish through this book and play a few pieces out of this one and put that down, grab the next book. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Uh, the dog's name is Gimli was not my choice. There was actually quite a bit of, uh, intense debate over the dog name and I should have just like you know said alright I'm the dad I'm the boss but ultimately Gimli I was like okay you know he's this it, Lord of the Rings character I thought it was a bit too nerdy I wanted to give him like a well I want it doesn't matter <laughs> I didn't want to give him such a nerdy name you know that's but I was like, okay, whatever. But, you know, now I'm used to it. It fits him. I mean, he, he's got them short little legs. So Gimli, Gimli the Corgi is now firmly planted in my household. And he's awesome. Uh, maybe I'll upload a picture. I don't know if I have any. I mean, every week he looks like a new dog. But uh, I'll see if I can't get a picture up on the classicalguitarcomposers.com today you want to see him. I also learned something interesting the other day. I was at, at my job. Uh, I had I was recording a harpist. And at one point in the session, she broke a string. And so I went and watched her change the string. I was just kind of curious. I don't really, I don't really have a huge interest in the harp, but it's, it's a relative of the guitar. And there are some pieces for harp and guitar and so I just, you know, just wanted to go kind of see how it works. So I was watching her change the string, and she mentioned it's a gut string. And I said, like, actual gut string? And she said, yeah. I didn't know this, but according to her, harpists use gut strings, generally, on their uh, their higher pitch strings. She, I think she called it the lower strings, which I don't know if that's backwards on a guitar or on a harp or if they just miss she just misspoke but the either way however it's technically said the higher pitched strings are gut strings until you get down to the lower ones and then they're wire anyway it has a really gorgeous tone and yeah i was wondering like cuz I, I didn't the way i learned what gut strings actually are <laughs> was i think it was like in in college there was a, a violin professor who mentioned it one time that they used to make you know these strings out of cat guts on the violin and you know then it dawned on me what gut string means because I used to I used to jam with this guy a little bit who called 
nylon strings, gut strings. He he never referred to them as classical guitars or anything like that. He just he'd call it a gut string guitar, and it was one of those things that's like I never thought about what the word meant or where the term came from, and obviously he wasn't. He was buying his strings at the local music. They were nylon. They weren't gut strings, but. Anyway, so she she plays gut strings. I once heard a I went to a violin I went to this guy who played the Four Seasons on a a gut string violin, and they were going for like a period appropriate instrument. And I didn't really uh, honestly on the violin. I was like, eh, it 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 made the violin quieter and you know, but but a a plucked instrument, I can see the the merit in it a lot more uh now i'll stick with nylon myself but you know for what it's worth i thought it was interesting that harpists do that she says they just have like a warmer tone you know i didn't really have a side-by-side comparison but it certainly had a nice warm tone i'm pretty sure though that gut strings don't project as loudly as a nylon string and i i for my trebles, I usually spend a little more money, and I get like these nice loud trebles, and I like some volume. I I think the gut strings on a classical guitar are you're gonna lose a lot of projection, but I am curious if any of you use them, and where you get them if you do. Here's something else that I learned recently that I didn't know. We're gonna do a, a 90 degree turn here. In the song You're So Vain by Carly Simon, you can kind of hear a voice in the background saying, You're so vain. And it's Mick Jagger. I had no idea it was Mick Jagger. And I made up a joke. And I've, I've told it, it it's fallen. It's, it's not really landed well. But for what it's worth, here's my Mick Jagger joke. What drug does Mick Jagger like he likes cocaine (laughs) I told that to uh, my friend Jeremy who's been on the show (laughs) he didn't get it and yeah you know cuz cuz that's kind of how Jagger sings that vowel anyway led him into uh, creating like this big Rolling Stones playlist on Spotify, and he's checking out the Rolling Stones. He's a big Beatles fan, and uh, we've we've argued about it several times. But he's he's checking out the Stones, so good good for him. Uh, he doesn't care for Jagger's voice so much, and I'm like, man, if I could like have anyone's voice, he, he, his would be a contender. Probably not my number one pick, but it'd be a contender. Okay, with that little bit there. I think we're just going to dive right into the music today. And then I'm going to go deal with a puppy. <laughs> so, we're going to feature some music from Christian Heim today. Of course, as always, it's a good time to pause the podcast, go get yourself an iced tea. Although I'm going to talk for a minute, so. Uh if you haven't heard the episode with Christian Heim, I've, he's been on the show as a guest before. Last year, I don't recall off the top of my head what episode number, but 
you're all smart. You could find it. It was last year, I believe. And Christian is a luthier and just really an interesting person. I really enjoyed our conversation. So if you haven't heard that, you should check it out. I began doing the thing, we've only done it a couple times, but where I've had, you know, show contributor guests on the show. I've had Scott Niebauer, a guy who's sent in multiple pieces to the show. And both these guys, you know, just through email correspondence on the show and hearing their music and uh, Scott and I both, of course, share a love for the Grateful Dead. I, I consider these guys friends. Friends that I've never met, but in person, but uh, have enjoyed talking to each of them. And if you haven't heard those episodes, you should check them out. But today we're going to feature some new music from Christian Heim. And as of now, the plan is for June, but I will be having another show contributor guest in June, hopefully. That's the plan. There's no reason to think it wouldn't happen, but for whatever reason, it seems like every time I say something's going to happen, definitely it doesn't happen. So, but I'm really looking forward to that, to, to meeting another one of you. And honestly, in, in many ways, those are my favorite episodes. So I would not, you know, I, I've not, I've done like little to no studying on how to conduct a good interview, but, uh, even still, I enjoyed them as just conversations. I've, of course, had my non-guitar guests on the show. There's just, just friends, I, you know, my coworkers who are also friends who have come on to just talk about other things just because, you know, just because I want to. And uh, I'm sure I'll be doing that again, too. But right now, it, it's, it's not October. <laughs> it's... We're not doing horror movie talk. We're, we're, we're talking guitars this time of year. So I'm really looking forward to this guest. I hope everything goes well. Back to Christian. So Christian has some new music. I'm going to read this email. Some of this has already been covered. You know, this email's over a month old at this point, but I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Hey, Chris, I hope you are doing well. Just been catching up on the show while doing some guitar building over the last couple of weeks. I'm currently working on a commissioned guitar. I really enjoyed your new variations composition. A couple of episodes ago, you talked about the atonal compositions. I couldn't agree more. They just don't do anything for me. I really like more melodic guitar compositions, and I guess that is often what I am going for myself. But I guess experimentation is good. I see the title of your last episode is Maybe the Last Time. Well, I hope that is not the case. I really enjoy your podcast. I did send you some music already that you've not played. You are welcome to use the other ones, but I guess you want a variety of music on the podcast and have already shared quite a bit of mine. Still, I will send you some new compositions now that you are welcome to use. A version of these will make it into my upcoming album that we talked about during our chat. I have now recorded all the music for the album and expect it to be done in May. So another bucket list item about to be completed, and I am really looking forward to that. On custom tuning, I am doing a bit of that in some of my recent compositions. The inspirations piece attached here, I used a drop C and G for the 6th and 5th strings, and my last three-piece composition for the album, I am using drop D. So three pieces coming your way at this time. Inspirations, 
a Baroque movement, and Sokova. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Christian. And I, I did cover some of this on the last episode, but I'm not ending the show. That was in reference to a topic. <laughs> and also, the pieces that I didn't play of Christian's, that was not intentional. They just kind of got lost in the mix. I also talked a little bit about that. But if, uh, if you send me music, if anyone sends music to me, I will let you know if it's not going to work for the show. And generally, that's not the case. I, I'm not trying to be choosy or picky about what I think counts as classical guitar and all that. It's it's just got to be nylon string, real guitar, and if it doesn't have that, then I would turn it down, or if it really doesn't fit the show. I mean, like, if you send me, like, your folk indie song and it has some nylon string guitar, I'm not going to play that. But, you know, in generally... Christian's music absolutely is perfect for this show and so what I'm going to do is play the new pieces today and then next month we're going to hit those old ones because I I meant to play them and I'm looking forward to putting them on the show so we'll, we'll hit that next episode and then the episode following that will hopefully be another great conversation so thanks Christian uh, on those alternate tunings, yeah, that's, you know, I talked about how I really don't like the uh, Renaissance tuning G to F sharp, and, you know, I've talked a lot about alternate tunings. This one you mentioned, the C and G, I know one piece that uses that tuning, and I love it, and I, I play it. It's just a, it's a David Russell arrangement called <laughs> Neil Gow's Lament for the Death of His Second Wife. And it is a gorgeous little guitar piece. And he used that same tuning, the dropped C and G on the 6th and 5th strings. I don't know. For whatever reason, I don't mind that one <laughs> to a certain extent. I, I As much as I hate dropping the A to a G, that that tuning, that common one that's like all the Albanian pieces used, that's uh, got the drop G and D, pushing it for me but I I don't mind it and then like drop D I don't even consider that an alternate tuning that's just like standard guitar to me like <laughs> you see drop D you use drop D to play like baroque music and stuff and it's just I guess maybe it's because I grew up playing a lot of like <laughs> heavy metal when I was younger and you know when we were in like junior high we were writing stuff in drop D all the time so to me it's just like nothing but when I have to start detuning other strings that's when I get resistant but I'm looking forward to hearing these because that drop C tuning has such a rich full sound to it I love that tuning as far as what it sounds like alright thanks Christian oh I also want to say congratulations on the commission guitar when we, when we last talked you know Christian's building guitars like crazy, but uh, then he <laughs> he wants to keep them after. But you know, getting a a commission to do a guitar build like that that's a big deal. That's really cool. You know, if you've ever been fortunate enough to be commissioned for a composition, it's a pretty cool feeling and it's a pretty fun thing to work on. I I'd imagine the same thing for building a guitar. Just yeah, and Christian's guitars are. If you haven't checked out Christian's YouTube channel, 
it's awesome. I'll put a link to it on today's page on the website. You can, he's got videos of his builds and, and then videos of him playing his compositions on his guitars he's built. Like, really awesome stuff. So, with that, let's hear some pieces. So, here's three pieces by Christian Heim. First one is Inspirations, followed by a Baroque movement, and finally, Sakova.
Okay, and there it is. We've just heard three pieces by Christian Heim. Christian, those recordings sound stellar. I I can't remember. Are you recording at home or are you in a studio? But either way, I'm really looking forward to that album. Let me know when it's released and I will I'll share it on the show. That's really cool. But great sounding recordings. Now I'm the the audio side of me is is kicking in now that was great okay with that i'm gonna call it a show for today thanks for joining me i'll be back with another episode in may but until then stuff out there keep on plucking